Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And it's another week, which means it's another fabulous episode of all things fantastically South African, including Jenny Baxter, even though she sits in France, but she is a Safa, whereas I'm a, a Soti. There's a big difference there, but I'm South African too. But that's how it goes. Jenna fella, is oil all right with you? How's it, Mal? Yes, everything's all right. I have booked to go to London for Christmas. So, yeah, all going ahead. So you, you don't have to go and book yourself into a quarantine facility at a ridiculous cost and really bad food? No, however, <laughs> no, thank goodness. However, I do have to, and you never know that the rules change day by day, but I do have to stay in self-isolation until I get a positive, uh, an, sorry, a negative, negative PCR result. test. Oh, I hate the positive negative. It's just the wrong way around. <laughs> it is rather. I mean, one tries to be so positive about stuff. Yeah. And then when the, the, the people in the medical community come along and go, you know, no, you, you, it's good to be negative. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think so. I'd rather be positive and upbeat. And that's what we're all about, isn't it? Except when it comes to things which have really been bothering a lot of people across the country. I'm talking, of course, about um, this whole thing with Shell. And um, for those of you who have been living under a rock, maybe one at the bottom of the ocean, you would <laughs> have heard the blasting that's going to be coming along. Um, I've had seen so many people saying, let's boycott the petrol stations. Now, most of the people who own the petrol stations are franchisees. So I'm actually friends with the person at the one up the road from me. And I'm thinking, I don't really want to go and boycott him because I like him and it's taking his business away from him. And like, you know, the thing about if you buy a Coca-Cola from, um, from Shell, you know, the cost is 500 dolphins. And I'm thinking, well, it's not going to work because boycotting service stations is not, it's, we've proved in the past it does not work. Okay. But, it's not going to make no difference. You know, Mel, I hear you, and I know you've said it before, and I totally agree. But then this week, I was thinking, wouldn't that put pressure? You know, if you're putting pressure on the garages, then won't they then in turn put pressure on Shell? No, it's, it's not even about putting pressure on Shell. What we need to be doing is putting pressure on the government because the government That's are true. the ones who have allowed it to happen. So you're not putting any pressure on the government at all, which is why I really, and I've been speaking to the people who put out the latest petition and said to them, what we need to be doing is actually petitioning the people, the countries that said at COP26 that they were putting all this money across for South African government to get off coal and say to them, you must rescind that offer until the South African government turn around and say, you know, no, sorry, Shell, you can't do this because we are now, they're actually being inauthentic because they're going to be taking this money to become greener, but they're allowing this to happen where they're looking for fossil fuels. I'm sorry, that makes no sense. And if those countries had any brains, they should be looking at the system like that and saying, right, sorry, we're not giving you that 26 billion or whatever it is. You cannot have it um, until you actually say that Shell can't come and do this and killing off all the wildlife. That's yeah. just my thinking. And I think that's the only way to do it is to hit the government where it hurts, not yeah. Shell. So, so did you see that the court case last week failed, did not manage yes, I know. to stop? And I know. that's because they said it wasn't proven beyond a doubt that the animals would get detrimentally harmed, um, which seems crazy. But anyway, now the same judge is going to be sitting next week on the 14th, another court case against mm-hmm. Shell. And this time it's the community. And they're coming in with quite an interesting angle. They've got two points. But one of them is that they're 
ancestors are in the ocean and their mm. relationship with God will be detrimentally affected by shell blasting and, and all that. Also, it turns out that they were never consulted eight years ago. No, and, nobody was. It was yeah. just something that well, happened. Well, some people were. There was the procedure was followed eight years ago, but it was a different mm. time, and and you know clearly it, it should have been taken to the locals. I mean, they're the ones that are going to be impacted the most. They they fish there. You know, it's their livelihood. Mm. So that'll happen on the 14th. But it's also been wonderful to see how South Africans abroad and people abroad have have taken this up as well. So on Saturday, there was a huge protest outside Shell's offices in London. And on Sunday, there was another protest organized by Hayley Reichert, who I've spoken about before, mm-hmm. um, that was in Trafalgar Square. And they were actually, outside South Africa House. Yeah, and they were actually protesting a few things. Sort of, I think it's hashtag Stop Punishing Africa, and it was about vaccine inequality, about the travel bans, and about the shell seismic surveys. Just mm. stop it all. So there's, and then, and then did you see your favourite, the Kifnis? He had a great song. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I just love it. I I like the fact that he's just so on the button every single time with anything that's happening and people around the world are just loving it. (laughs) Yeah. And this time, I think it was to imagine, imagine, did did you see the the words to the song? No. Imagine no seismic blasting. It's easy if you try. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I just think that hands off our coastline it's one of the last things we've actually got that's well it's not even pristine we've got so much plastic in it these days we should be working towards bettering things not making them worse and i don't see how this could be possibly anything good to be honest with you that's just my look i mean i i don't speak for anybody else except myself okay so that i really do believe that everybody should turn around and say this is not acceptable and apart from anything else I reckon all the money that might be sent out by COP will get stolen too, along with everything else. But that's just me. <laughs> okay, right. What have we got to hear about the Archbishop of Canterbury? Oh, he came out today. Um, he came. Oh, really? No. A priest coming out? No. <laughs> this is how okay, rumors no, begin. <laughs> <laughs> he came out today in support of Africa, saying mm-hmm. with Omicron, you know, part of the Stop Punishing Africa theme I was talking about, he, he said, with Omicron set to become the dominant variant in the UK, I appeal to the British government to remove Nigeria and South Africa from the red list, together with all the other countries. And he said, you know, it's just time to find an effective approach for those who are vaccinated to be able to enter the UK. So kind of like us coming from France, you know, we have to do our PCR test before we get there. We have to do tests once we're there. We have to stay in self-isolation. You know, let let South Africa and countries in Africa do the same thing who've currently been banned. And he also called it travel apartheid and said it's morally wrong mm. and self-defeating. So, so everybody's on South Africa's side, yeah. Yeah. I just don't get it. You know, it's like it's the first world versus the third world at the moment. You know, the, the first world determined to stay on top. Yeah, but you know, the- I really don't think it was intended that way. I think it was, you know, Boris Johnson got into such trouble with the Delta variant when he didn't shut the borders to people coming from India, who, you know, where most of the cases were right in, mm. at the start. And so I think this time he just had that knee jerk because it, it, we didn't know when, when it was announced how bad it would be. 
So I, I hate how it's all turned out. Anyway, hopefully there have been so many compliments for, for South Africa. And even last night um, there was a, a, the head researcher in the experiments on the vaccines with Omicron. He was on Twitter last night and there were people from around the world just praising the South Africans for their transparency, for their scientific work, for being so quick, working around the clock, and mm -hmm. and just, you know, calling them such wonderful complimentary words. So so I think most of the world sees the greatness. Yes, because we are fantastic. We are great. And yeah. what is so great? Uh, why is Hootsprate so great? It just seems to be a thing at the moment. I mean, I've got a friend who's just gone up there. My child's going to be going up to stay there in about six months' time. What is going on? Why is Hootsprate so in the news and in your news at the moment? Actually, two reasons. The, the one is, I'm not sure people around the world would have seen this, that very popular Facebook page view from my window. I think everybody's seen it. Even my view has been on there, but nobody liked it because I, d I don't actually have a view. <laughs> oh, no. All I had a view of was my, my wall with the jacaranda in the background, and that was it. Oh, oh I still love jacarandas. Um, well, well, Heavily Wagner, who's in Hoodsprate and has some land there, her view went spectacularly viral. Um, she had a really tragic story about a car accident that left her oh yes i a, saw that one yeah yeah left her i think quadriplegic and and her boyfriend had died and just how this this view now has actually saved her life she's managed to get off antidepressants and her view just touched and i think her story more importantly mm. you know touched people around the world and her appreciation of nature and the healing nature of nature you know touched a lot of expats and foreigners everywhere but but i've got another hood sprite story for south africans who are in the uk and germany you know herd h-e-r-d they take in orphaned rhino and elephant and um they mm. they're pretty remarkable near the Kruger Park in Hoodsprate. And the Amarula has teamed up with them. You know, Amarula, the lovely drink. Oh, the lovely, <laughs> lovely drinker for ice cream even. Yes. Yes. So they've teamed up with them. And people in the UK and Germany who buy this limited edition of Amarula, which is dedicated to one of the little elephants, for every bottle they buy, 10 rand will be given to Herd, which will help the animals so i think i'm going to have to go out and buy a bottle today yeah and and people people overseas please order 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 as much as you can yeah absolutely that's a great thing what else is there uh, somebody who we both quite enjoyed trevor romaine it was his birthday this week as well so yes, what has yes, he been today. doing in austin texas okay so he lives there and he's got this new you know he writes all those beautiful books, random cuck and everything. Um, yeah. And he also does a lot of work with children and with an orphanage in South Africa and also with children in America. And mm -hmm. he's done a movie called The Great Moving Adventure. And it's really important. It's, it's for kids who have to move, you know, moving towns or like South Africans, you know, moving countries. And sometimes it can be really hard for the children or they're dreading it. They're scared. And this movie 
has lots of tips on the things to look forward to and, and how to make it a, a positive change. So it's actually be in the official selection for this year's The Art is Alive Film Festival in Austin tomorrow, Thursday. And Trevor will be there for a Q&A session after the movie. So if you're in town, go see Trevor. Oh, and oh, that thing you sent me this week from Trevor, I love it. Which one? I send you so much stuff. Which one did I send you? The list of sayings. That oh, this, we've got to get people. I remember last week I, I thought, wow, okay, this is something that we used to say when I was at school in Queenstown. So I must have been in my early teens then. And I was thinking, yeah, oh, I must remind Jenny, Jenny of that saying. And nobody says it anymore. And of course, being the blonde I am, it just went straight out of my head again. So it was quite lecker to see this man. Things we used to say in South Africa and sometimes still do. And which one really kind of spoke to you the most? Well, uh, let me quickly look at it now. Oh. Because I cussed. I went to see, I'm cussed. I'm really cussed. No, <laughs> I don't that. Scott. I don't remember that. Really you don't kiss. remember it. Kiss. Kissed. I'm so tired. I'm kiss. No. I love this I one as well. I'll, I'll clap that. you so many times you'll think you're surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of these must have been in Joburg. Hey? Yeah. I, I clapped him one time and it was lights out, brew. Yeah, I remember and you're that. You're getting on my... Yeah, you're getting on my last nerve and lekker like a cracker. Lekker like a cracker and how's it, you biscuit? But, but lekker like a cracker, don't people still say that, hey? I don't know. I haven't heard anybody saying that um, for a while. I must oh, be maybe honest. Maybe we do overseas. That's the problem. You know, when you go overseas, your language doesn't really develop. You, you yeah. keep whatever was there 10 or 20 years ago. So I, think, I think maybe more of us expats say some of these things. But I'm still, I've never heard the I'm so kissed. That must just be... Johannesburg. Oh, yeah, he's cuss. I'm tired. Yeah. Was, but that was like 70s. And, and my heart bleeding custard for somebody. Um, and oh, I plugged yes. standard six. And I don't <laughs> trust that oak. Yes, yes. I chaffed, some oak chaffed my goose. I moored him. <laughs> I remember chaff, uh, but not goose. Oh, no, it was always a goose. It's a goose a girl. You get onto your bony with your goose, you know, and you go off, you know, like a, have a like a door somewhere. <laughs> no. And I remember you lucky fish. And I think there's now isn't a... Sh- like a, isn't that international, though? And nobody I know, and I've lived in Australia, England, France, has ever known the you lucky fish. Really? Yeah. I'm going to the bioscope. Uh, and, and there's even a all shop six, in South seven Africa of us, eight, fish. nine, ten. We're going to the drive-in. <laughs> and you've got we your drive-in do... again. Yeah. We, well, yeah. I, I just, I really miss the whole drive-in thing that we did. It was, um, I, I went to the Feldskin when it closed down as well, because we used to go at least once a month to go to the drive-in. When we were kids, we used to go to the drive-in like every Friday night. I think it was wonderful. Yeah. And it was really sad when the drive-ins closed. And I'd love to have taken my kids to go, but anyway. Oh, when we were things we did when we were young. Oh, but I thought there was a new drive-in in Johannesburg on a rooftop. Yeah, they they have them every now and then. You book through, I don't know, Compute Ticket or one of those places. Oh, okay, so it's not a permanent ticket thing. Ticket or Ticket Wick or I don't know what they're called. I, I don't do those things. But it's not the same thing. It's not the same. And, and you know, it's not the latest movies that are coming up. It's older movies that they put up, so... Oh. They want to get people to go back into the cinemas. All right. So what news have you had in from expats? Um, okay. Well, well, one of the things is, I don't know if you remember George Santos, uh, 
He used to work in the magazine industry in South Africa. He's in England now and has got together with some other South Africans, actually the Fundamavas. And they are, um, I mentioned last week we would have the article coming up. We have the article now on the site. And I think that many people don't realize, but people in South Africa think that when you go abroad, you, you have to clean your own house. And not everybody does. You know, a lot of people do hire cleaners, either yeah, single mainly cleaner. from Eastern Europe. It, it depends which country in the world you're in. Yeah. Mm. I think in France, it's mainly from the Philippines, for instance. It's, and, mm. and in England, it's often from South America. But there's also services like Fantastic Services. And so George and the Fundamavas are, you know, they're not only offering these services to South Africans, but they are also selling franchises. So, you know, for South Africans... Oh, uh, right, yes, you mentioned that, yes. Yes, so for South Africans who, who want an easy business, uh, this is a, a great thing, and it's all on the site now. That is up. Fantastic. We also got in a letter from the Texas governor's office. Oh, the one who has his geography confused, right. Okay. Yes, and, and it turned out that the um, people from the South Africa countries, um, the number one country that is crossing the border of Mexico into Texas, the number one between 1st of January till the 30th of November was Malawi with 41 people who try to illegally cross the border. And they actually were coming in at second place, 13 South Africans. So okay. who knew? That they well, you know, let's put it this way. I, I, I'm not surprised that a lot of the Americans have a problem with working out where various countries are, especially like when they think that Africa, I mean, South Africa is just a spot rather than a country. When the former president, of course, was talking about this place called Nambia. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Mm. Oh, I loved all no the videos wonder. from that. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. And this next, this next sentence, hippos, Belgium, Omicron. It looks like you're sort of trying to do this new um, aviators kind of alphabet, you know, instead of going, um, what is I H? Do, hotel, hotel, beta, Omicron. So it's, yeah. it's looking like that. HBO. It's, it's, oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> what it is actually is there's two hippos, a little four-year-old and a 14-year-old or something like that, 14. I don't know. Um, there are two hippos at a zoo in Belgium, in Antwerp, mm -hmm. who have actually developed Omicron. And the reason that their vet realized is that they had very, very, very runny noses, very thick runny noses. Oh. And um, so a lot of South Africans, but, but just like everybody else with Omicron, you know, it's not too severe. And a lot of people on our Facebook page were very funny saying, you know, some South African hippos must have visited them or something. So <laughs> anyway, we wish them a pleasant, quickly getting better. And then, yep. and then we have fantastic news from from the Blitzbocker. They just keep winning. Um, so they just won the championships uh, rugby sevens in Dubai last weekend. Yoohoo! Well done, Blitzbocker. And twenty four matches in a row now that they've won. Mm. Awesome. They've been um, like really consistent over the years. So, I mean, the Blitzbocker have been fantastic. Yeah. Them and the under 21s. I mean, we must check and see what the under 21s have been doing as well. They were, they were when Jake White was with them. I mean, that was like, phew, heydays, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else have you got for me? 
I need good news. Give me good news. Okay. Well, just just beautiful news. Some expats in Canada sent us a video of their work singing Jerusalem for them. And and they just said it was just so lovely. They only moved to Canada six months ago. And the and the people at their work have just been so welcoming and you know, specifically did that. And I remember mm-hmm. once the rugby player, you know, we always get the rugby players near Montpellier and Toulon here in France. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember one of them saying one of the wives saying that she went for lunch at somebody's house somebody French's house, and this French person had cooked a totally South African meal for her, had oh. had gone online and learned the recipe. And, you know, so it's beautiful when there is this hospitality around the world to make people feel at home. So that That's was nice. Lovely. Yes. And then we've got lots of local good news. Did you see, did you see Lulu the dog? No. So there's in Utrecht, which is apparently the only town that's in a game reserve, inside a game reserve, there's a, a farm called Cesera Farm, which is like a mm-hmm. working farm that you can go stay at. And Nico Mulman, his daughter, owns, owns it. So he was there and he, his son found this little daker. And it was blind. So they tried to give it grass and water and, and it was just so frightened, you know, and it was stuck in the bushes and everything. Anyway, they, they really they managed to put it somewhere calmly. And Lulu, they have ten rescue dogs. Lulu barked off all the other dogs, like mm. leave the staker alone, and then went and slept next to the daker protectively the whole night. To make sure that she was okay. So really beautiful. And then we asked Nico what they're going to call the daycare because they're going to keep her because she's you know blind and they're going to raise her kindly, he said. And he said they're going to call her, uh, sorry, him, Hendrik after his friend who is blind, who was also born blind. So, Hendrik. Yeah. Hendrik the daycare. Hendrik the daycare. <laughs> okay. Hendrik and Lovely. Lily. Yeah. Oh, sweet, man. I love it when those kind of stories come up, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. My heart a pint. That's another thing that we always used to say. Remember that. My heart a pint. Okay. And now, see, I, mean, one I think of the in KwaZulu-Natal, we were just all, our thingies were more English. We did have China and we did have Kiff, but we didn't have so listen, many Afrikaans saying. You guys just didn't want to be like part of the whole rest of the, you know, the country. It no, was always Joburg and Cape Town us. versus the rest of the world. No, well, well, yeah. it's because you say fush. Whenever there, whenever there were, were like shows, you would see the shows were going everywhere except to KZN. Except Durban. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. it's okay. We love, it's because all of the KZN people said, oh, yeah, man, the Valleys are coming again. <laughs> oh, no. Shit. Even though you, you used to take all of our money, because that's the way that most people actually made their money during, is for the year, was during season. So yeah. never forget that, KZN people. We love you. <laughs> My parents live there, so it's all good. I'm, I'm just as much a KZN girl and a, carp, a, a slop stutter as well. Oh, no. There we go. Okay, so coffee. We were talking about KZN, one of my favorite coffee places, although I don't really drink coffee, yeah. is done at Beaver Creek, which is just kind of inland from Port Edward. So you go up along this side of the Umtamvuna River Gorge. So it's just before you cross over into what was yes. the Trans Sky. Yes, um, and Beaver Creek, I love the coffee. Oh, yeah. really? So there's, 
Nice. There's so many lovely coffee places that have, be, have sprung up all throughout yeah. KZN. Oh, I yeah. saw one, Ariana. I also saw one, yes. I think it's maybe it's Freestead, Harry, near Harry Smith. But, you know, on the road down to Durban, there's, there's yeah, also… It's outside Escort. Isn't there a place just there? There's yeah. a whole… On the, in the Midlands. Okay. It's actually in the Midlands. Some lovely There's a whole stuff. coffee place there, I'm sure. And there's yeah. this really cool talking coffee. There's really cool… A, coffee barista Jack Umber in Claremont in Cape Town and apparently where his coffee shop is isn't the greatest so he goes on his bicycle and he delivers coffees to everybody and everybody loves him because he's just like so hardworking and so kind and I think he, he delivers pancakes as well perhaps and Michelle Taylor Smith who was formerly an expat but now back in Cape Town doing everything she can to you know lift the community lift the country spirit she has got together with him and started a fundraiser for him to get an actual little coffee van like a tuk-tuk uh, so mm-hmm. that so that he can spread his coffees further and, and do like schools and markets and whatever and I really love it when this happens we did the article we put the fundraising page there and SA people around the world have have donated and I was looking at some of the messages and there was one of my old childhood friends so it's kind of cool when you see somebody who you know being kind without them knowing that anybody knows yeah do you know what I mean yeah, really I know lovely. what you mean. Shout out to and, Heather. And, Heather mean, is very kind. To yeah, her. and and that is not a that's not an, an, a kind of a, a huge lofty thing to. I mean, a TikTok like you're looking about twenty five, thirty thousand. So yeah, I think it's forty. It's quite 000. a nice and easy yeah. one. Yeah, and it'll just okay, change but, life. Yeah, it'll yeah. change his life completely, which is amazing. Yeah. Oh, and I see that you got here about Des and Dawn. I've been following a lot of what they're doing, the memoir and everything. Of course, it's a year since um, that since Dawn died. Um, from COVID. Yeah, um, I think they had the launch of the memoir the day bef- on the on the Sunday, and Tuesday would have been the anniversary of her passing. Mm, so it's pretty mm. amazing. So so sad, and because you know they wrote that book together, and then yeah. and then he had to write the last chapter on his own, and I think he's called it something like the unwelcome epilogue. Epilogue. Yeah. No, they're divine. I mean, and, and what a wonderful woman. And I mean, Des himself as well. I absolutely adore him. It's just so sad. I mean, if we look at the list of people that we've lost just in South Africa in the last couple of years um, yes. from the arts field, yes. and so many of them were un, unlauded, you know. No. I mean, obviously, Des and Dawn kind of institution, but… yeah. Sad. All right. So let's get on to something which is a little bit more entertaining. We always like to know what um, people overseas can watch, which has got a bit of a South African uh, thing on it. Well, coming up on the 31st of December is a very South African film that you must watch called Seal Team. So it's Mm -hmm. done by Triggerfish, you know, the Cape Town animation company. And it stars uh, Shalto Coakley. Who was in District Nine? In District Nine, yeah. Yeah, um, John Carney, and um, okay. the great Dolph, Shakespearean actor. And yes. and then and then Dolph Lundgren um, plays a shark called. Who was divine? Yes. I met him. He was fantastic when he was out here shooting a movie, and I went screaming up there, going, "Get your helicopter over there!" And it was him, and he was just divine and lovely. Oh my gosh, what a lovely yes. man! Sorry, sorry, Melanie, keep it down. <laughs> I had lunch with him as well in Cannes, and he was amazing. Amazing. Very friendly, very easy to get on with. 
Is Dolph Lundgren the seal or is the seal yeah. the singer is so in as seal, a seal? The singer is also in it. And, 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 and oh, seal, no. so that's the, the humor of it, that Dolph plays a shark called Dolph, seal plays a seal called seal. Um, but Dolph, Dolph should have been a dolphin. Oh, he is. Thank you. Yes. Oh, is he a dolphin? Called Dolph. Yes. Okay. Oh, I should write my back. <laughs> dolphin <Sorry>. called Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We've got your back. Uh, yeah, Don't worry. yeah. And, and actually, it's really sweet with Sholto. Cassie is in Saudi Arabia at the moment. They have just launched their very first film festival. And Sholto Coakley is there for a movie. I think it's TEDx. I think mm. it's about the Unibomber. And Sholto is mm. in that film. So Cassie will be interviewing him for SA People today. So that's something to look forward to. And, of course, Cassie being Jenny's daughter, by the way, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and, and also a great journalist um, who just loves film festivals. And then for people in South Africa, apparently Blood Lions is, is on Netflix just mm. until the 12th of December. And then it won't be there okay. anymore. So that's the canned lion hunting. It's a, it's a documentary that everybody should watch. Um, I try to get it here in France, mm. but it's not, it's not on our Netflix. Okay. And talking about that, of course, the Showmax two-for-one offer ends um, on Thursday, the 9th of December. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you've only got until tomorrow. And, and Showmax has got a great thing for Christmas. It's like an advent calendar where every day there's mm -hmm. a new um, Christmas movie. So, yes. Oh, really? I think I'd better get off Netflix and go and have a Showmax <laughs> again then. I'm missing out on something, obviously. Yeah. There's also, there, I think one of them is Fat Man with Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to have and a look that. And that was only, that, yeah, that's, that's from the last year. I think it was, it was produced in 2020, so it's pretty new. Okay. Cool. What have you got coming up? Um, I don't know if you've heard of the new four-star hotel that's opening in um, Kailicha Township. It's called Spade Boutique, and its website mm -hmm. launches today. So um, we'll have well, we'll that have more photos and videos on that. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for that, definitely. Wow, so much stuff that's happening, which is really, really good. I'm glad to hear about that. Um, but if you have some thoughts about what we've been talking about, of course, you can get along to sapeople.com or go onto the Facebook page. Um, send your pictures to Jenny, send your thoughts to Jenny. Um, curate your brain span, though, okay? <laughs> we don't want, like, much negativity, please. Um, but we'd like to know what you think about what we, we talk about as well. That would be great. Anyway, Jen, enjoy the day. I know it's raining there. It's raining here. So stay dry and we will catch up with you again next week. Thanks, Mal. Lots of love. Bye. And to you. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.